Hey, everybody. I'm really excited for today's podcast. And let me tell you why. All right. So as a lot of you know, I get, I don't know, maybe 24 requests, like two dozen requests to be on my podcast almost every day, almost every day. And I I can't, I go through all of them, but most of the time I just delete them. And then recently I've been on TikTok. Okay. I've been on TikTok a lot, but I found this guy, Matt Easton. Yes. And I started watching his videos and they're all in the kind of the sales training area of like what to say, what not to say, how to close deals, how to make more money, how to get buy-in for your ideas, how to have the right mindset going into it. And I got to tell you guys, because when I find something that I'm intrigued by, my first thing to do is experiment. So I did. And I started putting his stuff into action. And I'm an entrepreneur, right? I run a small business and I started closing deals faster And right, I was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff works. I need to have them on the podcast. So Matt, welcome to the show. Just do me a favor. You know, I pulled a few things that I think are important about you. Number one is you're the president of Easton University. So there's a whole platform with live coaching and videos where people can get um, coached and tutorials and all that and up their game. But I went on your website because I think the proof is in the numbers. And the one I saw this morning said Easton University has helped create $3 billion, yeah. $470 million worth of sales from the people in your university, right? And I think it's over $4 billion since since we Amazing. put that up. So it, it's growing exponentially. Amazing. By the way, the, before we even get started, I have some great and powerful coffee and I'm with my new best friend, the great and powerful Tamara. So <laughs> it can only it can only get better from here, right? We're having I mean, coffee. It's going to be coffee. like- this is great. Here, let, let, me get, let me get mine. Here's yeah, boom. Love cheers. it. Boom. Cheers. cheers. I love yeah. it. I love it. It's going to be such a high energy conversation, but also really tangible. So let me tell the audience why I specifically wanted to have you on so they have the right lens to hear you. Okay. Because um, our audience ranges from innovators to entrepreneurs, people in sales, people in project management, all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. There's two reasons. Um, one is... I feel like, so I've been in innovation my whole life and I have seen time and time again that when things are in rapid change and their big shifts happen, people rely on the old way of doing things and their old habits and their old routine. It's human nature, right? So I don't fault them, but that's what we do. And part of that is a struggle to pivot the value that we provide to the world and our differentiating point for ourselves and the services or whatever it is we're selling, but also for ourselves. So that was number one. You talked about that one in your TikTok videos. And so yep. it kind of resonated with me. And the second part is though, is I've been hearing more and more complaining from people. Well, mm-hmm. like things are, but the economy is bad. My um, uh, client doesn't have the money. Uh, my competition is is squeezing in. Uh, my company doesn't have the right products to sell. So like as things change, we don't know what to do, particularly when it comes to sales, right? We get stuck in our old ways and the complaining goes up. So- yep. I'm just going to start there with you and dig in. Talk a little bit about kind of what I was just talking about and how that fits with how you present yourself and particularly in sales. Yeah, 100%. And this is so important for, I'm a business owner myself, as is as are you, as many of the listeners and viewers here of the show are or aspire to be. And that's something tomorrow that we get 
wrong so often is we think, hey, I've got this great idea or I've got this new solution or this new product or this new service and my company's going to be great. And we forget just how hard it is to actually sell our, our ideas, even yeah. if, even if we're trying to do something for free, right? Like whether somebody has to pay for something or not, it is exponentially harder in today's world to sell your ideas, to get your ideas across. Here's the other problem that compounds the issue that has me argh, pulling out the little bit of hair I have left is traditional sales training to do traditional sales coaching. And I was fortunate enough, we can talk about it if you'd like, yeah. to have a background my, starting at eight years old where this became very clear to me, but most people go their entire career, their entire lives without this epiphany. Traditional sales training, coaching, and methodology, if you employed it in your personal life, i.e. to get a date with somebody, i.e. to get your kids to do their homework, to get a raise at work, right? If you used what you learned in the sales book to ask somebody out on a date, you'd get slapped in the face, you know? Typically, tomorrow when I hear I don't want to go out with the Matt Easton, it means one of two things. Either you don't have budget or you're not telling me something. Which is it for you? These, these old school sales training, these sales techniques, for lack of a better word, they never really worked. They worked despite the fact we were doing them because in the past, people had less access to information and they had fewer choices. And in today, right, they have all the information in the world. So this is why, and it frustrates me, and I know we lose a few of them every day, maybe one, because you've got you know, so many people that, that are fans of the podcast, I think every day we lose one or two of them. They're like, I'm just going to go back into project management. Owning my own business wasn't for yeah. me. And I feel like if we can save them, that would be great. And the ones that are still in project management, the ones that are in sales that are watching this, you guys can triple, you can quadruple, yeah. you can incredibly explode your income. If you just learn some more skillful ways to slow down, ask the right questions in the right way at the right time. You do have to prerequisite. You do have to actually care. Okay. Um, I don't like working with people that don't care, but if you care and you want to help people get better, you want to help your customers, you want to make the world a better place. If you have the right sales methodology, you can do that. If you don't, it's an uphill battle every step of the way. So I firmly believe that sales is the skill of success in life. Uh, Cause we're always selling and not yeah. just an entrepreneur, but like, if I'm trying to get a promotion, if I'm trying mm -hmm. to get my info, whatever it is, yeah. uh, I want to hear your eight-year-old story. But before I do that, I want to just ask you a quick question on something um, that you said, which was about like, you know, we are, it was those, those strategies work despite themselves. Correct. So, yeah. What, how do we think about selling today? If we are trapped in yesterday's methodology that accidentally worked. Yeah. And unfortunately, the sad part is, I wish that was the question, but mm. most people don't even have that question. They just think it's more of, I need more. I need 152 ways to overcome an objection. You don't. Most of these things that you think are an objection and you think you have to overcome, 90% of them are just complaints. Okay. And the best thing, by the way, if it's your personal life too, you're late to hockey practice again. I get it. I'm with you, right? Stop trying to overcome a complaint. Just agree and move forward. 
right? It's a much better conversation with your spouse or your partner or your kid when they say you're late to just go, you're right versus, well, traffic was bad and you don't, now you're in an argument, right? Unfortunately, back to your point, most people don't even realize that most of the sales coaching out there was designed in a vacuum mm -hmm. from somebody that never really had to sell in the sense of their ideas, never really laid awake at night thinking about human communication, just thought that business development and sales is some sort of pivot table with what stage is the deal in and yeah. how do I come up with 52 comebacks for can we get a better price? That's not how it works. So it's been my experience too that I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, well, actually, let me go back to objections. I have like 10 questions in my head at once. Sure. So give me an example of like a, how you manage that, a complaint versus a real objection. I think, yeah. so I'll just own this and tell you. So years and years ago, I had a fitness business yep. and it was a, a fitness studio and uh, I, people would call me, right, to sign up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in fitness, when someone picks up the phone to call you to lose weight, they're ready, right? They are yep. something that's triggered them to want to spend money. And I talked to 80% of the people out of it. <laughs> and so, uh. you know, and most of the time, I think I overtalked. So we'll start there. And yep. then second, their objections or complaints, I would try to convince them of why they were going to overcome that, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So will you just talk a little bit about that? Like, how do we deal with objections in a way that actually moves us forward versus getting stuck in them, which is what I was doing. Yeah, and that's where number one, we have to stop looking at the world through our lens. And what I mean by that is, whether it's a fitness membership or a $64,000 software package, whatever you think is expensive or not expensive, it doesn't matter what you think. You're not the, you're not the buyer, you're not the customer. So, and whatever the last 12 people that you talked to said, they're not that person as well. So everybody deserves you to basically have a conversation with them with a clean slate, okay? And I could talk about it. I'll, I will talk about objections in one second, but let me okay. also say one other thing, yeah. okay? And a lot of the, all of this stuff that we're talking about is straight out of easternuniversity.com. There's 52 hours on there and we do two live sessions a week every Tuesday and Thursday. So yes, you can pick up a lot doing this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm giving you literally the 60,000 foot flight. In life and in sales and business, there's a hard, fast rule. When you slow the process down in the beginning, you will speed up the result in the end. I'm going to say this again because it's something that gets glossed over in our careers time and time again. When you slow the process down in the beginning, you will speed up the result in the end. And it's a lot easier for people to understand what I'm talking about when I put this into a personal life. Let's say I was single and liked to mingle. Okay. And walked into the, well, you and I are both in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. I don't know. It's been years. I don't know what the hot nightclub is. Okay. I, don't know. <laughs> I did. And I walked through the doors and yelled, yo, I'm single. I like to mingle. I'm rich. And I got a $400,000 Bentley parked outside. Let's go again. I'd get slapped and I'd yeah. probably get thrown out on my face by the bouncer yet. And all of us can go, yeah, 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 I get that. That's ridiculous. Nobody does that. Oh, yeah, but we do. If I could just have five minutes of your time, I'd like to show you how we can help you lose weight. You know, hey, I was looking at your website and I'd really like to schedule a, a quick appointment because we'd like to show you 10 things that are wrong with your website is the equivalent of walking into a nightclub and yelling, hi, who wants to hook up with me? 
slow the process down. You've got to get people's attention, right? Hey, Tamara, Matt, Easton, founder of Easton University. You and I are connected on LinkedIn. I, you know, be a huge fan of the podcast. You know, I, I had an idea that I'd love to get your opinion on. Could you call me on my mobile 720-660-3202 is much different than, hey, tomorrow, you know, with the podcast and everything, we can show you how you can get at, you can close advertisers a lot faster. And, and I don't see why you couldn't be the next, you know, Joe Rogan and get a hundred million dollars. And if I could just have five minutes of your time, I'd like to show you how to do that. We operate so, I think most of us, a few of us are just horrible people, but most of us operate differently in our professional life. And we say and do things in our professional life that we would never do in our personal life because it's gross and it's disgusting and it's obtuse. But some sales coach said, you need to call people and say this, right? Slow the process down in the beginning. You'll speed up the result in the end. Okay. That's, it's just critical for you to understand that before I talk about objections, because I want to make sure that when I'm having that conversation, I do hit objections. I know at least a little bit about your current situation, where you want to go, what you're trying to achieve, what's the next milestone you're trying to achieve before I ever even talk about my product, my service, myself. Otherwise, of course, it's going to be exponentially more difficult to handle objections because all I've, let's say it's software. All I've done is talk about bits, yeah. bytes, and blinking lights. Um, but with objections, I'll give them just a flyover of how yeah. we look at objections at Easton University. It's, it's, it's eight steps. Okay. Um, I might skip some of them, but step number one, it's in your head, okay? And I wish I had learned this back um, when I was a skinny, spiky-haired, single kid at school with, you know, in high school with no money, no car, and never, I went to one prom and it was with the foreign exchange student. I don't think she realized I was asking her to go to prom. I think she just said yes, because she's in, and that was the only time I got invited to a dance because in my, I had already defeated myself. I thought, man, I'm broke. I'm yeah. skinny, right? I don't have a car, you know, per, per, perhaps maybe tomorrow, perhaps if you're not doing anything, I don't know, I mean, I go to prom, like I was unskillful, right? Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. number one with objections, okay? It's, you have to, in your head, be like, this is just a complaint. People complain, I get it right? With your fitness case, it's scary. And it's not just the money. This is scary to they're stepping into a new world. They're going to be negative. They're going to complain. It doesn't mean that they're not going to buy from you. So step number one, just in your head with everybody you're talking to, stop looking at the world through your lens. Step number two, agree and move forward, right? I don't like the fact that you guys are not Android compliant. I get it. I hear you, right? Does it make sense to get your team access to the app? Yeah, it does, right? Agree and move forward. We think we create all these micro arguments. Guys, we think we have to win every single argument and have all of our ducks in a row in order to get that piece of business. We don't. Like I would have never married my super beautiful, amazing, intelligent wife. She had a million complaints, okay? But just agree and move forward. Totally get it, right? Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in a relationship right now and makes perfect sense. Does it make sense for you and I to have lunch sometime? Right? Well, no, not right now. Got it. What's a good next step? I'm not sure. What's a good next step on my end? Just agree and move forward. Stop trying to overcome a complaint. Okay. Here's the other thing that we do that we screw up both in our personal lives and in our business life. And somebody's going to make a million dollars just on this one. Let's say 
your piece of software is not R2 or well, okay, uh, here's an easy one for people to understand. Let's say you sell a piece of software and they want real-time reports, okay? Meaning they can go in and see what their people are doing in real time. And your product doesn't have that. You have push reports, meaning you can design a report and it gets put in all the leadership's sure. email box, right? Somebody's gonna say, hey, you guys don't have real-time reports, right? Immediately, what every single salesperson that's been through bad sales training is gonna do is go, oh, you don't need push report. Oh, you don't need, need real-time reports. We have push reports. Push reports are great. Now you're in a fight. Well, no, I need real time, right? Agree and move forward. You don't have push reports. No, we don't, right? Here's the, here's the pricing. Does it make sense to get your team access? Guess what every objection has in common? They will bring it up again. They bring it up the next time, okay? Well, it doesn't because you don't have real-time reporting. I still have not brought up push reports yet. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to step three which is ask them for a solution. Do not provide a solution. Ask them for a solution. This would have helped you in your, in your physical training thing, yeah. right? Sounds like this. What are some of your thoughts, right? Listen, here, listen how it goes. Hey, um, you guys don't have real-time reporting. No, we don't. Does it make sense to get your team access? No, I mean, we really need real-time reporting. Got it. What are some of your thoughts, mm. right? You're going to, well, is there any way, is there any way that those reports could just end up in, in our inboxes, maybe four times a day? Absolutely. It's, it's a push report. We can set that up. That's a great idea, right? Here's what you have to realize. Okay. Whether you're right or not, it doesn't matter. The marketplace doesn't care how smart you are making a billion dollars or making a million dollars a year. By the way, everybody listening to this can make a million dollars a year. It's not hard. Making a million dollars a year is not about being the smartest person in the room. Okay. And it's about learning that you need to leave your ego out the door most of the time. If you want to be an egomaniac and you want to be the smartest person in the room, most of those people are broke and bitter. Okay. If you want to be a winner and have a really good life and have people really like being around you, learn basic philosophies like we teach at Easton University. One of them being people are exponentially more likely to do the thing you want them to do if it's based on their reasons, yeah. it's not your reasons. So the more you say, you don't want that tomorrow, you want this, the more they go, no, I want the other thing. But when you say, what are some of your thoughts, right? So step three, let's say tomorrow goes, I don't have any. I just need real-time reporting. Step four, okay? Show commitment. By the way, this will work. We got a little holiday involving a turkey coming up. And most of us have uh, in-laws or people that we know, friends of friends, friends in-laws. I don't know. They <laughs> cause you to be like, I either need to like go up to my room or drink. A or drink heavily. Can't, uh, yes. Because Aunt Patty, I can't deal with her, right? These are the same skills. What are some of your thoughts, Aunt Patty? Right? And step number four, I don't know. We just need to solve this. Right. Step number four, show commitment. Sounds like this. Hey, listen, I'm I'm sure we're going to figure this out. Right. If the reporting's important to you, it's important to me. I've I have no doubt that we'll figure this out. You're going to find when you use language like that. And by the way, this works in relationships. You're always late to hockey practice. Heather, if it's important to you, it's important to me. I get it. Right. It's important to our son. I'm sure that together, I have no doubt we'll figure this out. Now, all of a sudden, that person, when you say that, it's like we're on the same team. And instead of you coming up with witty and clever, you don't need this, you need that. Let me show you this. Let me send you a case study, 
When you use language like, we'll figure this out, you'll hear it, you'll see it. Whether you're on the phone or in person, they go like this. And a lot of times they go, listen, I'm not trying to be difficult with you. We just signed a contract with another company three years ago. I almost lost my job. Part of it was right. this reporting issue. Now you're having a real conversation, okay? Like I'm a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and being in Colorado, I have the opportunity to train with a lot of UFC people because the altitude, right? They come here for fight camps. Some of these people come from countries like Russia and Brazil, okay? Brazilian people will take your head clean off your body. They're ruthless. They also don't speak English, okay? So, and I, tudo bem. That's all I know in Portuguese, <laughs> okay? It's how you, I think it's like, how you doing, right? Yeah, yeah. We always slap hands before we spar. I'm a sales coach. I'm not a professional fighter. But being a black belt, I have to spar with a lot of these professional fighters. So I do this before we go. Russian guy, Brazilian guy, no English. We slap hands. I always go like this. Friends? Right? And when I say friends, they go, ah, okay. I'll go easy on this guy. Right? Same thing with, I'm sure we'll figure this out. Right? You show commitment to solving the problem before you solve it. Then they'll take their guard down. They'll be more likely to listen, less likely to take your head off. All good things, whether you're in the octagon or the boardroom, you don't want people taking your head off. Now you've earned the right to suggest a solution. You know what, Tamara? Now that I think about it, you know, a, a lot of our clients do come to us wanting real-time reporting. The reason why they want real-time reporting is in many cases, you know, they've been burned in the past. They signed a bunch of software. Uh, it's millions and millions of dollars, but most executives don't want to be in there every day. They just want to know what four things uh, they need to know. And what we found is uh, what we can do is what we call a push report. It's very similar to real-time, but it's just an email that shows up. Now, last thing we want to do is inundate their inboxes with 20 of them a day. If you wanted us to do that, we could set that up. But typically once or twice a day is enough. Does it make sense for us to get that signed up for you and get your team on board, right? Yeah, that's what I needed. Congratulations, you made a great decision. What happens next? Let's say they go, I don't want that. You've offered a solution now, which was step five. You've offered a solution, okay? By the way, I'm giving them gold that will help them in their personal life, Yeah. okay? Step six sounds like this. Okay. You know, I don't want that. We need real time reporting, not this push report nonsense. Uh, Tamara, I just, I just want to make sure that I'm clear is the fact that we don't have real time reporting, is that stopping you from implementing the software? And you're just saying it just like that. Is the fact that blank, whatever the objection is, is it stopping you? Okay. Guys. Pause, re-listen to the podcast. That one piece of information might save your marriage, will help you make a lot of friends and millions of dollars. Let me give you an example, okay? Again, yeah. way smarter than I am, way better looking, wonderful person. My, my person in this world, my wife, Heather, okay? There was a party down at the end of our street, okay? There was a creepy person. It's a creepy. I'm not going to say that. Let's just say creepy Bob. Okay. That's not his name, but hi, Bob, if you're listening to this. Okay. <laughs> Bob's on the bit of the gives my wife a vibe. Okay. Um, Bob's having a party. DJ at the party. Sounded kind of fun to me. 
didn't have to worry about valeting parking, could have a couple adult beverages, walk home. I hadn't been out of the house. I'm doing live coaching all over the world. I wanted to go to the party. My wife kept saying, I'm not going there. There's creepy Bob. I was unskillful, as we like to say at EastonUniversity.com, unskillful, to which I kept saying, babe, it's going to be fine. You're going to like it. No, I don't want to go. It's at creepy Bob's house. Babe, I'm a black belt in jujitsu. We got $50,000 in 15 years invested in me being able to separate somebody from their consciousness in seconds. I would love nothing more than to rear naked choke creepy Bob. We'll say, you say pineapple, it's on like Donkey Kong, Okay. I'm not doing that. And you're not getting in fights. I know I don't get in fights, but I just went down this road, this road, this road of constantly trying to overcome rejection. And then I remembered my own training. Step six, Heather, I'm, I just want to make sure that I'm clear on something. Is the fact that the party's at creepy Bob's house, is that stopping you from going to the party? I kid you not. My wife's exact words were no. Ashley's going to be there. And I haven't seen Laura in three weeks. Everybody from Pilates is going. It just sucks. It just sucks. Why does it have to be at his house? I get it, babe. Totally understand. Right. So, you know, I, ask him if it's stopping him. Step I, six. I want to stop for one second because you said a couple of things. So I just want to make sure we highlight before we move on because they're mm -hmm. so um, absolutely brilliant. And one of them is, um, I, I think that we need to, we often miss a moment to understand where the question or the complaint or the objections even coming from. And mm -hmm. I found that if I slow down to your point and, and better understand even why, Matt, are you challenging me on this? Or why are you worried about this? Or whatever it is, here, I get exactly what you said. Well, three years ago, we tried this and it almost cost me my job. Like what they're really saying is I'm nervous, right? Yeah. It's personal to me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a real gift that we miss in sales and in life because we're too busy convincing. And I love what you're saying about what I hear from you is don't try to convince people, like let them walk with you forward and be a part of the solution. And your know, research has shown that the more we convince, the more the primal brain rejects. So the neuroscience behind it is very clear because nobody likes that. It, it sets off all our red flags and mm -hmm. as humans, that's how we behave. That's how our brains work. And yep. so this kind of getting out of um, convincing is really, really important. But the other thing that you said kind of towards the end there, when you're giving that great example with your wife is like, sometimes you just need to stop and understand how important that even really is, or do they just need a moment to be heard? Yeah. Or am I hate to say it, a mo pardon my language, a moment to bitch, yeah, right? We all need it. Yes. Not and this is where so many salespeople screw up, only make a 10th of what they could have made in this world. If they just realize it does not have to be perfect. Yeah. Okay. In order for somebody to do the thing you want them to do, just be skillful. In some cases, it only needs to be 2% of what they wanted. Hence my roommate in college, Shane was the best looking guy at the school. Okay. He thought everything needed to be perfect and he was nervous and, oh my gosh, she doesn't. I'm like, Shane, these ladies are coming up and talking to you. Like they want to go, oh, I don't think so. They didn't tell me that's what they wanted. And, you know, I don't want to over. And I would just stand by Shane and wait for him to bore him to death and go, hey, does it make sense for you and I to go have lunch sometime? You're like, sure. Right. Right. Like, and I was the ugly friend standing next to the yeah. hot guy and I got dates. 
because I realized I got to work with what I got. It doesn't need to be perfect, right? You guys have to stop. It is okay for somebody to have a complaint about what it is that you're selling, what you want to do. Nothing needs to be perfect. And when you go down this road of trying to like polish all the rough edges out of everything, you end up getting this. Well, I just need to think about it, right? Same thing with like, we could talk about discounting. Discounting is the worst so thing. You can we talk do. about those two? Because I, yeah. in all truth, Matt, I freeze when someone mm-hmm. says, what do you think about it? I'm like, yeah, okay, well, what do you need to think? I heard you talk about this on TikTok. So I'm a little bit like jumping ahead, but my, what I do is like, all right, well, what do you need to think about? What can I help you? What information yeah. do you give you? It just causes conflict. Or I do the I mean, discount dance, right? I'm like, hey, how about 10%? How yeah, about 10%? Let's talk about both of those. Okay, yeah. let me go over the first one first, because yeah. what do you need to think about? It looks you probably, you seem well-read. You probably read a lot of books. And the, what do you need to think about looks really good in black and white. Yes, it's great. Reading. You're like, this seems, yes. It never works life, though. It doesn't work, no. right? Like, and again, if you apply that to dating and isn't that weird, and I don't mean to keep going back to the dating, okay? But wouldn't that seem weird in a date if, if somebody was like, hey, tomorrow, do you want to go have coffee? And you're like, I don't know, I need to think about it. And they were like, well, what do you need to think about it? You'd be like, oh my God, thank God I said no to this person. They're a creep. You know, you know what I mean? Like you get creepy vibes in your personal life when somebody would act like that because what you're really saying, or at least what they're hearing is you're too stupid to make a decision. Why wouldn't you want to do this? And I just want you to tell me something so I can smack you down like yeah. they do in the basketball game and go not in my house right? Like that's just, it's not skillful yet. It's in every freaking sales book. Let me solve that one easy. And we, the kind of stuff we talk about every Tuesday and Thursday on the lives, there's a million other ways to dig into this, but let me just give you the fastest one. I need to think about it, right? Tell me you need to think about it. Uh, Matt, I need to think about that. Makes perfect sense. What's a good next step? Uh, Just ask them, right? Like what's a good next step? They'll tell you. Well, give me a couple days. Perfect. Yeah. How about how about we do this? Right? How you say say whatever you were going to say. Sorry, I cut. Uh, you no, I was just going to say. Well, I was going to say almost that. I was going to say. Well, I just need a couple days to think about it. So um, I just need to kind of go over my numbers and. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Now, if you're in a situation where because of supply, because of pricing, like let's say it was a luxury apartment. If you're in a situation where things change, you have a fiduciary and a moral responsibility to let that person know that things might change. Might sound like this. Like, let's say you were looking at a luxury condo, right? Putting in a bid, right? Does it make sense to put an offer? I don't know. I need to think about it. Got it. What's a good next step? I don't know. Give me a couple of days. Tomorrow, I totally get it, right? Based on everything that you're telling me with you wanting to have your own studio there for the podcast within the condo and be within walking distance to everything downtown, including you know, your Pilates and all this stuff. I really feel like this is the right place for you based on what you told me. But again, I'm not the one living here. You are, right? You're going to have to go to bed here every night. You're going to have to wake up here every morning. So I get it that you need to think about it. That being said, I want to make sure I'm clear on one thing, right? Even though interest rates are where they're at right now, um, this is a market where there's very little product on the market. So even though interest rates are higher, things don't tend to stick on the market because there's only about three condos like this in the entire city. So if we need to think about it till Friday, the likelihood that somebody else is going to put in an offer and this one's going to be on the market, off the market is fairly high. If we lose it, okay, as long as you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. I will work with you. We'll find the next best one. Okay, now notice I'm going to pause here because I just gave them a 
literally that one piece of information will make them half a million dollars over their life. Never say tomorrow, if you don't get this, it's going to be gone. Come on. You want to do this. It's a special for the gym membership. This is the once a year special we have. If you don't do it right now, you're going to lose it. Nobody likes that. The yeah. more, it's jujitsu. This is what the first thing you learn in jujitsu. If you push on somebody, they're going to push back, right? This is basic jujitsu, right? So I'm not going to push on you. Not pushing on you sounds like this. Totally understand. I just need to let you know the way this pricing is configured right now, this is our annual thing, which I don't like price reduction. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but yeah. let's just say we did. I understand. I also need you to understand you need to think about it. it makes perfect sense. That being said, if we lose this product or we lose this price, whatever that situation is, okay, don't say, if you don't grab this, you're going to lose it. Say this, if we do lose it, I will work with you mm. to find the next best solution. Nobody on planet earth wants next best. And you can use that word, that one, those two words actually will make you so much money. You just have to use them without being manipulative because it's true. Tomorrow, if you don't put an offer on this, it could right. be off the market. If we lose it, as long, and this is what I always say, as long as you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. I'm here for you, right? Whatever you want to do, I'm on board. But also as a sales professional, I have seen this happen in the past and it was because I was unskillful and did not communicate. That's on me, okay? I don't want to feel like that anymore. So I just wanted to let you know, this is a limited thing, right? So we could lose it, okay? If we do, I will work with you. We'll find the next best one. That so disarms them. Right. And they're like, well, I want this one. I totally get it. Right. That's why I'm recommending we put in an offer. You can have your podcast studio and you'll be close to Pilates. Now go back to the question. Does it make sense to put in an offer? Yeah, it does. But if you say, I need to think about it. And I say, well, what do you need to think about? Okay. Have you seen the show Yellowstone with the Cowboys? Yeah, of course. Me too. Okay. We're both officially Cowboys because we watch the show. Obviously. Here's what I, here's what I learned. There's never enough land in Wyoming, one. And number two, if you want a horse to go this way, don't point it the wrong direction and smack it on the butt. That's what they do with the bad guy. They put the bad guy on the horse, they point the horse towards the tree and they smack it on the butt. The horse will go which direction you point it and smack it on the butt. And when you ask somebody, what do you need to think about? People will answer the questions you ask them. I'm gonna say it again, because it's really important. In life, in business, in relationships, in parenting, people will answer the questions you ask them. What do you need to think about? Why can't you do your homework? Why don't you want to go out with me? Why can't you give me a raise? They will answer all those questions. You haven't performed. Your numbers aren't there. I'm too tired from hockey practice. You're too short. You're too tall. I'm already, uh, I'm going to move. There's no point in me getting into a relationship with somebody, right? What do you need to think about? The membership, the class size. I don't know the schedule. Nobody on planet earth, which is the guy that wrote that book, thought this in the back of their mind that if you say, what do you need to think about? The answer is going to be like this. Uh, well, now that you ask me that question, there really is nothing for me to think about. Let's do it. There's a little thing in our body called the ego. I don't know where it lives, but it's the size of Brazil. Nobody has an ego so small that when you say, what do you need to think about? They go, he's right. Or she's right. There's nothing to like, think oh, about. Oh, they busted me. They I busted me. About. They'll make up answers, right? So I get it. I'm with you. Makes perfect sense. It's an important decision. Okay? But, but here's, I just want to stop for a second before we go on to other stuff, because 
Oh my God. So first of all, for everybody listening, go join Eastern University. I almost bought a condo from someone who's not selling one just a moment ago because his the way Matt said that was so like so spot on. But here's why here's what dawned on me as you were saying it is, and I think this is where, and I'd love your opinion on this, where let me think about it actually might come from deep down. Mm-hmm. Is what I was missing in some way was control. And then you said, hey, let me just give you some facts, right? Let me tell you. But then also you said, look, you're the one who has to live here, right? And you're the one who, and in that moment is when I wanted to provide an offer and be like, no, no, I don't need to think about it. Here you go. And I started to think about the moments where I say, let me think about it. It's either they didn't provide value and I just don't want to deal with them, right? That's the reality. Or for some reason, they've been so busy convincing me that I feel like I have no control in the process anymore. And I'm actually mm-hmm. trying to take it back. And I don't think that happens on a conscious level all the time. But you I think it happens control. on an unconscious level all the time. And, yeah. and this is, it's really weird. And we could talk about my, um, you know, where all this came from, my experience at eight years old. But I remember being, I think, four, I was really into skateboarding. Mm-hmm. was pretty good too, um, as, as a teenager. And where I got this, you know, thing, uh, understanding of, I need to think about it actually came from skateboarding as a teenager and on a vertical vert ramp on a big half pipe, you put your board on that deck, right. And every kid, unless they're like one of the ones from, you know, uh, nitro circus or all of those shows, this, I can't remember the, the, the yeah. other one. The big one, um, but unless you're psycho, right? Unless you're Travis Pastrana or Tony Hawk, who I think Tony had some fear. You have fear and you delay, you delay, you delay, right? The more these other kids, it was one day this hit me and I was always thinking it was weird. I'm a weird kid. I was always thinking about sales. But this one day I'm up on this really, really big ramp, 12 foot high ramp. And all these kids were like, do it. Don't be a, you know what, and a blankety blank calling me names, pushing me, come on. And if you don't do it, you know, and it just made it worse. Then there's this one cool kid. I think his name was Chris. And he kind of had a mustache, right? Cause he was like, cool. Cause he was like 16 with a mustache. And he just looked at me and he's like, dude, I get it. Dropping in is scary, right? Mm-hmm. You take as much time as you need, but it's August 1st, man. Summer's going to be over soon. You really want to go. He's like, you really want to go your whole summer without skating this ramp? And I was like, dude, Chris is right. And damn, his mustache looks cool. (laughs) All those other kids that were like, you need to do this. We're going to cut you off. As soon as one person just said, I get get it. it. I get it. But do you really? And then, and then juxtaposition, you know, it's up to you. I'm here for you. Okay. It's not my decision. Right. And that's what I always say. I'm not the one that's buying the software. I'm not the one that's signing up for the training you are. Right. So I get it. Take as much time as you need. The the other thing that you said that I think really is important, actually, I have it on my list of things to talk about is, um, so I'm a, I am a big believer that questions in is answers out. And one of the mistakes that we make in life and in work, whether it's sales, innovation, entrepreneurship, whatever, is we ask the same questions expecting different answers. And we've got to change up our questions. And 100%. yeah, so it's like, well, why can't I achieve this? Why? But we're asking the same thing we asked for the last 20 years in, in one form or another. And then we're like, it's, it's not the definition of insanity, right? Yeah. Doing- and we never pointed that question at ourselves. Like, no. like, a lot of us are asking these questions and going, well, how would I respond to that? And if you can really remove right. your ego. Yeah. That's a great point. And, but you said on a video that I saw, um, you said, 
people will answer the questions you ask and you set it yes. to, to go to. I don't want to brush over that because I think it is a game changer for people. And I don't use that word easily. Yeah. Of- like words that you should never speak yeah. in your personal life and in your professional life, two of them, why and not together. Why is okay, but why and not together? Like if not you gonna tell you about that, that doesn't serve you. Okay, first of all, even if somebody has 200, I had 250 reasons why I should not drop into that ramp, okay? My mom makes $4,000 a year. We don't have health insurance. Right. I'm going to look like an idiot. My, I have to wear old football pads and they're not going to work because I can't afford good pads. I had a million reasons why not, okay? So if people ask me, why aren't you going to do this? You're going to give them reasons. But the one person that was like, dude, I get it. You don't want to drop in. Don't drop in. But summer's almost over. Let me focus on the one reason why I should. Summer's almost over, right? And sooner than later, the ramp's going to get torn down because the city's going to come in and say, this thing's got to go. You know what? Who cares about my pads and my ankle? And, you know, we'll spray some Windex on it. We don't need health care anyways. Let me just do this right? And it's when you, we got to realize this, when you say things like, well, why wouldn't you want to do that? People are going to tell you why they wouldn't want to do that, right? And you don't even have to say, why would you do this? And and I get into that in my private coaching, we can get black belt level into that. Let yeah. me give them the easiest jujitsu that they could learn in one lesson and, and, and be safe on the streets. Just simply then ask, what's a good next step? If they don't know the answer, point the question back at yourself. People love to boss other people around. Totally get it tomorrow. What's a good next step? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just an important decision with this kind of makes perfect sense. What's a good next step on my end? Or makes perfect sense. What's a good next step for me? Go, uh, call me Friday. Let me just, it's it's uh, it's Tuesday today. Call, call me Friday. Perfect. I'll call you Friday. I just want to be clear. If an offer gets put in, you know, we will lose out on this. And I'm not going to throw all that again, but we will lose out on this. But don't worry, I'll, I'll work with you to find the next best one. Right. My mobile 720-660-3202. Something comes up between now and Friday. Feel free to call me, text me. Even if it's late at night, my phone's turned off. And by the way, this is the kind of stuff that I teach when I'm selling yeah. huge solution, right? My phone's turned off. It's not going to wake me up. It's not going to bother me. You need to know something. If for some reason I'm asleep or doing a live event, I'll get back to you. Otherwise, I'm going to circle back with you Friday if I haven't heard from me before then. Fair enough. And then you're what I call NSO. And I know we're bouncing around a lot of the EastonUniversity.com yeah. stuff. But NSO takes you from 250 grand to 500 grand to a million dollars a year. I coach people that make three, $4 million a year. They're all NSO, meaning next step obsessed. They don't necessarily care about closing. Wow. They don't beat anybody to death. They don't come up with why not. They just set a damn next step. Does it make sense to put an offer in the condo? No. Got it. What's a good next step then? I don't know. It's stressful. Totally get it. What's a good next step for me, right? Um, Let's say they still say, I don't know, which 86% of the time, people go look at the comment section of my videos. Everybody wants to give their opinion, right? Everybody wants to boss people around. 86% of the time when you, you you have to ask the question globally first, because yeah. you can't, it's order matters. I can't say what's a good next step for me. And then you go, I don't know. And then me say, what's a good next step. That sounds weird, right? but listen right. to how it flows. When I go, what's a good next step I and not know. the best next step. Never say best, right? I, mean, I just want a next step. Okay. What's a good next step. I don't know. What's a good next step for me. If they still say, I don't know, you've earned the right to set a next step because you see how all of this flows and you're not being pushy or manipulative. And you can go totally get it. 
Makes perfect sense. I just want to make sure that you realize this pricing is not going to last. I know the pricing ends on Friday. How about we do this? I'll call you Thursday, call it 2 p.m. if I haven't heard from you before then. Fair enough? Fair enough. Totally. Also, right? fair enough is magic at the end. Magic. magic. Here's why fair enough is magic. Yeah. Okay. This is another thing I realized as a teenager. You want to give people a parachute. They feel safer when they have a parachute, okay? I had a lot of mentors when I was a kid. One of them was a guy named Bill Kitchen. He invented the Sky Coaster and indoor skydiving. He was one of my mentors. A lot of the stuff I learned from people like Bill Kitchen, from people like Mo Siegel, who was Celestial Seasonings Tea. I was the little kid that hung around all these people and picked up their dog poop and pulled their weeds so I could hear good things. Well, Bill Kitchen took me in his stunt plane when I was like 18 years old. And he, he's like, oh, I'm a great pilot. And I'm like, dude, you're an inventor. I don't know if we should be doing loop-de-loops. And he was like, here's the deal, Matt. I'm gonna put this parachute on. For some reason, the wing of this super decathlon falls out. There's a door on the right-hand side. I'm gonna be able to open that door. I'll open it for you, no problem. If for some reason I have a heart attack and die, which is not gonna happen, there's the handle, open up the door, jump out, pull this thing. Fair enough is the equivalent of somebody that's nervous to get on the airplane, giving them a parachute. If I just say, hey, tomorrow I'll call you at Friday at 2.30, it sounds forceful. Yeah. It's not giving you, you can't go, well, 2.30 doesn't work for me. And you're more likely to go, that time doesn't work for me. But if I just go, hey, if I haven't heard from you before, then I'll call you, call it 2.30 on Friday. Fair enough. That gives you an opportunity to say 2.30 doesn't work for me. That's kind of my sacred hot yoga time. I'm in hot yoga at 2.30. Perfect. Well, what time works? Actually, call me Thursday. Call me a day ahead. Now, all of a sudden, you often get better. But if you just put your way there without giving them fair enough, by the way, here's another EastonUniversity.com two nuggets. You can make any statement if you put fair enough at the end of it and not seem forceful or rude, okay? Give you can example. ask any question without seeming forceful or rude, if you put just out of curiosity in front of it. Let me show you the difference. Hey, uh, Tamara, you know, on, on this kind of, what, what are you paying on your mortgage right now? I'm paying Nanya. Nanya? Yeah, Nanya business. Just show mm -hmm. me the condo. Versus, you know, just out of curiosity, what are you paying on your mortgage right now? Oh, well, I'm paying uh, uh, 6,500 a month. Got it. Now you got what you want. When you put just out of curiosity, you can ask those difficult questions, which if you want to make a million dollars in sales, which everybody listening to this could, it involves you having to slow the process down, have a process, and then have the courage to ask questions that normal people wouldn't ask. Like, what's the next big milestone you're trying to achieve? Just out of curiosity, when you thought about working out here, what was your biggest reason, right? Nobody wants to ask that because again, the guy that wrote the book thought, you have to have all the answers. You don't. Nobody's going to be like, Ugh, now I realize I was just signing up for this $64,000 a month software package and we don't need it, right? What's the next financial milestone that you guys are trying to achieve with the organization, right? Well, we want to get to 8.6 billion in revenue. Got it. And how would this, just out of curiosity, how would this reporting help you get there? Great question, Matt. Um, I don't want to get myself in trouble. And if you know anybody at OSHA, don't call them, but we got fined by OSHA 16 times last year. It was a matter of our docks not being organized well. We had to do heavy load shipments onto docks six, seven, and eight. They don't have the railing equipped for that type of shipment. If we had this reporting software, we could schedule the docks based on load balance and saves ourselves the OSHA. Just out of curiosity, what was your total? What was the total bill you paid with OSHA? Six hundred eighty-two thousand dollars. 
man, we can get this in for 14,000 a month. Does it make sense for us to get started right now? Yeah, it does. Congratulations. You made a great decision. What happens next? I'm going to Dropbox you the contract. You get that signed. I'll have the team. And then you just, you just took a four hour sales presentation, never had to open your laptop, never had to go bits, bytes, blinking lights, dashboards. You figured out OSHA comes in, looks at the dock and goes, that's a forklift. And that, that thing doesn't have the railing for that forklift, 16 grand. But nobody takes the time. They go, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with Load Balancing Software Incorporated. Well, my name's Chris. I'd like to spend five minutes telling you about the history of our company, why we're great. And then I'd like to walk you through a demo of how our software works. You don't have to do that. Yeah. The process down in the beginning. Does it make sense for us to get started on that? No. What's a good next step? I'd like to see a demo, right? And our CIO tomorrow needs to see it as well. Perfect. So it's so interesting to me, Matt, because, okay, so first of all, for everybody listening, just go join Eastern University. I'm going to, because this is thank like you. millions of dollars worth of consulting on an hour podcast. So you all need to thank it. Him. Re it really is. It, it so, really is. No, like, it is. And, and, let, and let me just tell you. So first of all, I think one of the secrets to the success I have had is because of that statement right there, just out of curiosity, um, and that I was doing naturally just because I'm a really curious person. And when I've got a client in front of me, I want to understand their business. And that means asking more than just the proposal that's on the table or what they're even asking me for. And I've always felt that way. And I think that's why clients love me is because I really want to get in their shoes and deeply understand. And I found ways to ask questions that aren't, to your point, kind of like that threatening, like, well, how much did you pay before? Well, what's your budget? Well, you know, because those nobody, people want to hold it close to their vest. Yeah. But, so, go, go ahead. ahead. I was well, just going to say, I'm going to point something out and you yeah. can send me the bill for therapy. There's a reason why they love you. And I can already tell by talking to you, you're what I would call hybrid. And what I mean by hybrid is you have the courage and the energy like an extrovert to start the conversation, but mm -hmm. you're also more like an, I bet you, if you had to categorize yourself, you're almost more like an introvert to where you yeah. care and you want to hear the answers. I ask people all the time, and we just covered this on last week's live. I'm like, who makes more money, extroverts or introverts? And the students were like, oh, extroverts. It's not true. They make the same amount of money because extroverts start conversations, which is good, but then yeah. they hand themselves by not listening to the answers. Yeah. Introverts won't start the conversation, but they listen. That's where the Easton University sales system works because whether you're an introvert or extrovert, you just follow the process, right? What's your biggest reason for, what's the single most important thing we need to accomplish during this 20 minutes we have together? And yeah. just follow the process and you'll be both an extrovert and an introvert. You were born that way, but 99.9% .9 of the population won't they'll be great conversationalists and they'll have two friends. You're one of those weird people I can tell that can carry a great conversation yeah. and you have 452 friends. So it's, it's funny. I'd never thought of it that way. I feel very good about myself right now, but also you're good. right. I love to ask, but then I really love to hear what people are saying and dig into yeah. like the real nuggets inside. So you're, you're right. Um, let me, let me tell you, oh, wait, wait, actually, let me just say for those of you listening Matt just dropped another wisdom bomb around listen for the answer. Like I think sales, especially we're like, so Matt, what are you trying to accomplish? Uh-huh. 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 So yeah. So let me tell you how I'm going to do that. Okay. Yeah. Great. And, and here's my favorite gripe. And then I want to share with you what I was doing wrong, by the way, but 
My favorite gripe is this one, ready? So I say I'm the client prospect and I go, well, we just lost $10 million in sales to our competition. Okay, great, great. So yeah, yeah, literally just said great. (laughs) This is not a great moment for the client. (laughs) No, no. And I don't even think they heard the statement most of the time. No, because if you heard it, you would go, wow, that must've, that must've really sucked. Like, so one of the things when we do, live coaching with me twice a week. And we're going to actually talk about this here in 57 minutes when the next one's or an hour when the next one starts Um, in that this is really hard to get through, but whether you train with us at Eastern university, come up with your own thing or read all the books. A lot of them are garbage. If you can pivot this and it's really hard to get this and be like, I just want to help this person make a decision. And I really care a lot less about whether or not it's with me or not. And I'm just going to understand their current situation, where they want to go. And then as an expert, I'm going to help them make a decision. You start closing seven, eight, nine times more business, right? And and let me give you an example of that. So I hurt my neck back in 2015. Um, One of my friends was playing quarterback for the Broncos, has had some neck things. That's the number I'm calling, right? And he's like, there's a guy, Press Mac. He's with the Broncos. It's not the guy I use. My guy was in Indy. But this guy's great. I went to, and talked to Dr. Presmac same day because it felt like my arm was about to fall off. He did not care one bit about whether or not he did the surgery for my neck. He took the time to listen about what's going on. And he said, listen, here's your options. Okay. You can wait and you can medicate. Sounds like you got tickets to the Super Bowl because we're going there in February and your friend's playing in that game. You probably want to go to that game pain-free right? You can look around, you can go to all the other things, or I could do the surgery for you. I, I'm just going to be honest. We're out of network. This is going to be an out-of-pocket pay for you. But based on everything you're telling me with your level of being an athlete in jujitsu, a lot of doctors that you're going to go to where it would be free for you, they're more designed for people that just want to be pain-free and sit on the couch. That's not you. You need whether it's me or somebody else, please find a doctor that works on athletes because it's very different. And I was like, Dr. Pressmack, can you do, he's like, I can get you in here tomorrow. I'm like, I didn't even know what the cost was. You're like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in, in, right? Because he, and honest, this was not, he did not go through Eastern University, right? This was just, he's just a good person, right? And he's so confident in what he does. He doesn't, he wanted me to have the right solution for me. And if I had said, man, I want to go through my copay and my insurance and my Cigna or whatever the heck we had. He would have been like, that's the right choice for that person, right? He's not in the business of jamming square pegs into round holes. He's in the, he's the best in the world at helping people that are athletic, add longevity to their career. And he laid it out and he didn't, Hey, if you want me to do it, I can do it tomorrow. Let's roll. Right. I have two questions for you. Well, one is I want to share what I was doing wrong that changed, mm-hmm. that closed my sales faster. And because it's one of your techniques and um, I, well, I could go on for hours. I have so many more questions for you, but I got two. And I want to end with the eight-year-old story because okay. I, have, I haven't let that go. I'm just kind of trying to, we've covering so much great stuff that I don't want to lose like our momentum. So let me tell you what I was doing wrong that you fixed. And okay. close deals faster and cash flow is king. So for me, yes. money's in the door faster. I'm a happy camper, you know? So, so, and maybe I would have gotten them, maybe not. I'm a believer that time kills deals if things take too long. So yeah. at least that's been my experience. And maybe I'm doing something else wrong there. I'm, 
willing to admit. So here's what I was doing. You ready for it? You're going to, I'm ready. Please don't judge me too hard. I won't. Okay. So great conversation, listen to their needs, put the proposal together, uh, sent it out. And then a week could go by and I wouldn't hear from them because they're busy. Uh Right. Like I think oftentimes we forget that that week is nothing in somebody else's world. They're not the ones waiting for the money. Right. So they're busy. And I get that. I have no problem with that, but I would say, Hey, Matt is Tamara. I'm just following up. Dot, oh, dot, dropping dot. F-bombs. I know. I know the F-word. It's so the bad. F-word. It's so bad. But then I changed it to your recommendation and things moved infinitely faster. So will you talk about that? Yes. So it's it's basically the Eastern University close. It's the easiest thing that I teach. When you want to close a deal, okay? And this is something I learned from one of my mentors at 10 years old, right? The guy was like, you ever ask your mom for money? And I was like, yeah, my mom's broke. He's like, how does it work out? I'm like, that's not that great. And he's like, well, what do you say? I'm like, mom, can I have a dollar? He's like, you just relegated. And he whipped out a quarter out of his pocket. And he goes, he flipped it up in the air. He goes, you just relegated, use big words, which I hated your life to a coin flip, kid. And I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, when you ask, do you want to do something? Heads, you win. Tails, you lose. It's an all or nothing request. Yes or no. He's like, go home, tell your mom that, you can either walk to downtown Boulder the next time you hang out at my office, or you can take the bus. It's 25 cents to take the bus. If she gives you a dollar, that's two rides there and back. Does it make sense to give you a dollar and come back and tell me what you said? And I was like, well, I have to take, I'm, I'm walking right now and it's really long and it's dangerous. And you know, if I was able to take the bus, if you gave me a dollar right now, I'll only use it on the bus. Does it make sense to give me a dollar? My mom's like, yes, I don't want you getting hit by a car. Right. And that's where I, and that's, by the way, I learned that at like 10 years old, that's our closing system. When you say, does it make sense to blank? You are not asking the other person to do anything, but they can clearly see where you're headed and they can't reject you on doing the thing you want them to do because does it make sense? is not an all or nothing request. It's a timing question and it's timing question. No, is the same as not right now. When you say, do you want to sign the contract? No is no, I don't want to sign the contract. When you say, does it make sense to sign the contract? No is not right now, which perfectly positions you to say, what's a good next step then? And you can fold this in without going through the whole easternuniversity.com sales coaching. You can fold this into your follow-up and stop dropping F words, right? Potty mouth, wash your mouth up with soap, follow up. The C word's just as bad, checking in, right? And just I'm say, hey, hey, tomorrow, Matt Easton with Easton University, call to see if it makes sense to get you access to the sales coaching. Okay. Now, if you had slowed the process, and this is what we just talked about on Thursday's yeah. live. If you slowed the process down in the beginning and figured out where that person wanted to go with their life, you could then put a, so you, okay. And by this is where you go. You can make 500,000 a year easy with that. This is a million dollar a year performers, what they say. Hey, Tamara, Matt Easton, founder at Easton University, calling to see if it makes sense to get you access to the sales coaching so you can grow the top line revenue of the business from 1.5 million to 3.6 million. I'm on my mobile, right? Attach the outcome, okay? Attach the outcome. Hey, Tamara, Matt Easton with Easton Fitness, calling to see if it makes sense for you to get your membership so you can lose that 17 pounds before the trip to your daughter's wedding in uh, April. Uh, We're here at 720-660-3202. Right. Make it simple. Uh, no, it doesn't. Got it. What's a good next step? I don't know. What's a good next step for me? I, I don't know this. Well, I know the. you had said the wedding is in April. It's October right now. How about we do this? Um, I'll circle back with you 
in three weeks if I haven't heard from you before then. Fair enough? Yeah, that works. I mean, I'm just really nervous. Totally get it. It's an important decision. I will tell you this. Most of the people feel the exact same way you did. What you're going to find is this is a warm and welcoming environment um, and, and you're going to love it. But, but I understand if you need to think about it. Well, you know, let's just get me signed up. Okay, great. Right. Don't care. Be the next surgeon that, that I can do it tomorrow. Okay, great. Right. So I know for a fact that I'm going to go back and listen and take notes because in my head, I'm thinking, I wish I was just a listener right now because I want to take this all down. So I know for those of you out there listening, um, pull over, take some notes, listen to it again, share it with friends who need it to. This is, I really, Matt, I believe that this is the key to success, whatever that success looks like for people, not to sound fluffy, but I just, I think knowing how to sell yourself, your ideas and your business is the key to getting what you want. And we are too afraid oftentimes to go after it because we don't have that skill behind us. And the the one thing I just want to highlight about you that really drew me to kind of wanting to have you on the podcast is um, when I was watching your videos, I you have a ease and a confidence about the way you present things. You're Thank very you. energetic, right? You're very passionate. That's obvious. And that's great. But But there was an ease and a confidence to it. And I find for myself, that sometimes when I go into selling mode, it's like I'm talking for my heels. You know, suddenly yeah. my voice changes, my tone changes. I'm like, well, I mean, if you want to, you could just possibly, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I sound ridiculous, mm-hmm. but you can tell, like, you can tell my shift. Mm-hmm. And I've been working really hard on that. And you just had such an ease to you. And I think that's such an important point thing to highlight. And I'm sure everybody heard it in the interview that it's not just like saying the words, but the tone and the confidence that comes with it. Yeah. And that's where, like, if you go to our website, there's a thousand video testimonials from people. Yeah, I read some. I believe that's because of two things. Number one, this curriculum is based on my years of studying this stuff. Plus I was number one sales rep at every company. When I was in the corporate world, I went through half a million dollars worth of sales coaching. I pulled out the stuff there. So the, the, the stuff is good and it makes sense. And in the in the portal, we explain not the what to do, but the why and how to do it. So all that's great. But I think where the ease comes from is the fact that twice a week we do lives. And it's when you read something or listen to a podcast or read a book, and by the way, they're already going to get a gajillion, a million dollars worth of value just from listening to this podcast. Yeah, they are. It's another thing when you have, and I'm not saying you have to sign up for easternuniversity.com to do this, but when you can regularly, we do it twice a week when you can regularly practice, and I don't even want to say your craft because I don't want to make this seem like we're manipulating people, but you're practicing being more skillful, Mm -hmm. right? And same thing with like relationships. If somebody has a difficult marriage, if they just took some time to practice being more skillful, calm themselves down, right? And practice, okay, here's how I handle these specific situations. Everything in life, that is of any substance, whether you're an athlete in the NFL, a pilot, a singer, you don't think Beyonce goes on stage and knows exactly what tape X mark she's going to stand on when it all seems organic, but she practiced that. And if you want to get good at your career, if you want to get good in your relationships, none of us are born an expert. And some of the time we can have some good stuff happen. Some of the time, some bad stuff happens. Skillful people go, I have a process. I trust the process, right? And I'm going to follow the process and I practice the process. That's what takes somebody who was good in high school at a sport to them being in the WNBA or the NBA or the NFL or whatever, you know, swimming, whatever. 
the practice and they follow the process and they trust the process. So wherever you find your lean into sales and learning it, because it is communication, but then also practice this stuff because you can't just listen to one podcast and expect everything to sink in. You've got to practice it. So here's what I challenge people out there to do. Pick one thing that Matt talked about and put into experiment, see how it goes. I guarantee you, that's what I do that with everything I learn because I, I'm a, I'm a, I need, I need to real world, like proof is in the pudding for me. Like I, I can't just listen to you. I gotta, I gotta try it first, but your stuff really yeah. works. So then I kept listening and kept trying. And then here we are. So put into practice and then go join the university. Um, yeah. And by the way, this is not a sponsored podcast. Matt didn't know me. Like I had my team reach out to him. I was like, I heard coffee and, yeah. and, I, and, <laughs> like, and I'm I, in. I've listened to the podcast but, and I was like, you know, coffee and you, I'm in. <laughs> well, I just, I, I want listeners to really realize that this was not a, like you didn't come to us because you're trying to pitch a university. I came to you because the TikTok, I got so much value out of that that I wanted, yeah. I wanted more. So yeah. I wanted more for the audience. Can I fix one thing real quick that yeah. you had brought up just yeah. for our listeners? Cause yeah. you had brought it, you go into discount mode when you oh, get those. Oh yeah, yeah. We just, I just want to debunk that right now because so much training is spent on and so much marketing dollars is spent on this 10% off now and things like, and I, I've been, I've been, had trainers, hey, it's Q4, right? Yeah. Tell them we can give them a price as long as the deal can close. Hit your quota, hit your quota. Yeah. First of all, your buyers, your prospects, I don't care what business you're in. They were born at night, but they weren't born last night. They know once you pull the trigger of that gun, once you shoot that bullet and say, I'm going to give you 20% off, it's really hard to put that bullet back in the gun, Proof. right? So yep. they're going to call you a month later and go, well, I still want the 20% off and you're going to cave and give it to them, yeah. okay? That's not what I wanted to say. I think most people can figure that out. Here's what they don't, because I need to get a life. As my beautiful wife says, get a life. I think about sales, jujitsu, well, my family, sales and jujitsu and my cars. Okay. Maybe I need some other hobbies, but I lay in bed at night thinking about this stuff so you don't have to. And here's what I realized long ago. Why would I give somebody a discount? Because I'm trying to help them. Okay. Why would I give somebody a discount? Because I want to put them over the edge so they can improve their life. Okay. Some of the time you need to save people from themselves. And some of the times the medicine that you think you're getting somebody does more damage than what it does to solve. And here's why. Okay. If I give you 10% off tomorrow, here's the X factor that nobody talks about. You are unable to read my mind. I'm going to say that again, because it's really important for them to understand. When you give somebody a discount, they can't read your mind. They don't know that you're doing that out of the goodness of your heart. They don't know that that's as low as the price that you can go. So what you're actually doing is the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish. I'm giving a discount. What I'm trying to accomplish is to get you to buy. By giving that discount or that limited time promotion, I'm training you not to buy. Let me explain. If I give you 10% off this week, what is that trend going to do? That trend is going to continue to go down. So next week, it's going to be 15% off. Then it's going to be 20% off. And then eventually I'm going to be paying you to sign up for my course. And that sounds silly, but that's how the subconscious mind works. You don't know it's the best deal. And we've all burned ourselves. Hey, you want to go to this concert? No, I don't want to go to that concert. Oh, come on. It's Taylor Swift. You're going to love it. I'm not that big of a fan of Taylor Swift. And the more that person sells, come on, I'll pick you up in the Uber, right? No, I don't want to go. Come on. I'm going to buy dinner. You want to do it. Same as discounting. And then all of a sudden you call them up and they're like, yeah, you know what? I think I want to go. Dude, I'm already taken tomorrow. It's, it's Taylor Swift, right? You should yeah. have jumped on that. The more you get desperate and discount, 
all you're doing is signaling to that person on the other side. I was hoping, and I know you, we don't think this, but this is what they hear. I was hoping you were a sucker and we're going to pay full price. But now that you clearly, you know what you're doing, I'm going to lower the price. Here's what we need to figure out. What point can you get the lowest price? Which is why customers treat salespeople like crap because right. we train them to, the more you complain, the more you say you need to think about it, the more with most unskillful salespeople, the price goes down. Yep. And then those same unskillful salespeople go home to their family and friends and three margaritas in go, I hate my job. People are crappy. Nobody, Nobody wants, wants to pay. pay. Nobody wants Nobody to pay. Wants. The economy is bad. Everybody's broke. No, it's because as soon as they hesitated, uh -huh. It's literally like back to the skateboard analogy, you going, well, why don't I make the ramp lower, right? Well, why don't I make the ramp lower again? Why don't just, hey, I get it, right? I want to make sure we're clear here. Summer's about to end. If you don't drop in, it's you, but it, hey, it's your decision, right? Like you have to, discounting does not help. There's a time and a place for it, but it's pretty rare in the Eastern University system what we do is what we call PRRs, price reduction responses. When they request a price, we have responses to that. Sounds like this. Uh, Tamara, you've had the price for six weeks. What's changed, mm -hmm. right? Walking them through that. Well, I just want a discount. Totally get it. What would you like to remove from the proposal? Well, nothing, right? This is exactly how we need it. That's why I scoped it out the way we did. And you had mentioned you're losing 18,000 a month. It's 3,000 a month for the software. Does it make sense for us to get started? Yeah, it does. Are you sure this is the best price I can get? Yes. Right. Are you sure there's no way you can give me a discount? Absolutely. Right. That's what people want to hear. Cause that's the other thing that we don't think about that. I lay in bed at night thinking you give them a discount. The world's not fair. It's ugly and ruthless. You give somebody a discount. They don't know that's the only discount you've ever given. And they go to bed at night going, could I have done better? Of course they left money most on the, of the time. Yeah, most of the time, the best answer to can you give me a discount is a polite no. Sounds like this. Hey, can you knock a hundred bucks off the monthly? No. Period. No. Oh, okay. But if you go, well, you know, I need to think about it or then start justifying the reason why the price is that just no, I can't do that, right? There's ways you can get business without having to drop your price. And don't you find that prices, you... 99.9% .9 of the time, price is not the issue. And if it is not the issue, hey, listen, I know it's yep. 15,000, but I, I, I truly have a budget of 10. What can we do to make it work? That's been my no. experience. It becomes the issue because 99% yeah. of the time, most unskillful people are doing tricks like calling you and not leaving a voicemail because some jackass manager said, don't a leave phone. a voicemail because she'll call you back wondering who the number is. Or saying, if I could just have five minutes of your time, I'd love to show you how we can reduce your expenses by this or increase this or get you like, stop it. Slow down in the beginning and it won't be about price so, in the end. Trust I'm going to tell you my pet peeve um, on LinkedIn for now, because I'm inundated with messages of like, Hey, tomorrow, have you thought about marketing or social media or mm -hmm. growing your pocket, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yep. And my favorite is that I don't respond to any of them because they have, they're ridiculous. And then they follow up, don't respond. And then they follow up with something like, okay, well, I'm going to take you off my list because clearly yeah. you're not interested in growing your business, which I yeah. want to excuse my language. But I'm like, fuck you. Like you don't even right. have a business. And we just talked about this two yeah. weeks ago on a live. I was like, has anybody, you Does don't have work? to share personal if you don't want to, but I'm like any of the members watching on this live today, have you ever had that crazy person that blew up an answering machine at three o'clock in the morning? And, and um, me. yeah, like, 
Sarah, one of our members was like, oh my God, my best friend. She met this guy on one of these apps and I swear to God, he left her 37 messages in the middle of the night and she was out of town because her grandma was sick. And she's like, thank God I didn't date him. He's a psycho. This bumping this up to the top or this is the last- Bumping this up. I don't want to be a pest. You're a pest. It's no different than a psycho that got your number off of Tinder calling you every seven minutes and going, this is going to be the last time I'm ever going to reach out okay. to you. Right? Okay, bye. Okay, pal. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Later. I'm going to add, I'm going to add to your pain because I get the same message as you do. Yeah. Most of those LinkedIn messages and people don't realize this because they're unskillful in sales. They lead with an insult. They lead yeah. with, I couldn't help but notice your website is lacking in this, this, and this. Yeah, I left my lights on too when I came to the office, pal. Like, do we want to point out all the things that I've done Thanks. wrong? <laughs> or are you here to be collaborative and help me? Don't lead with an insult. Don't lead with any if statements. If you could give me five minutes, get their attention, right? Hey, was thinking about you. I have an idea I wanted to get your opinion on. And then lead with an insight. One of the things that we're seeing with podcast hosts, and by the way, we work with a hundred of them. I've got three things, but awesome show, by the way, that I'd just love to share with you. And really these can help you whether you do business with us or not. You're going to be more likely than to have that discussion, right? And then when I open up the door with that, with that insight, and you're like, wow, that was super useful. I didn't realize that I could switch over to this and it would compress my videos. Yeah, I mean, I'm full disclosure and a lot like you said with this podcast, Matt's not paying us. Full disclosure, that company doesn't pay me. It's just something is me working with hundreds of podcast hosts every day that I've noticed is this little yeah. Thing you can download. It really helps your compression. That's awesome. Hey, so just out of curiosity, what's kind of that next financial milestone that you're trying to achieve with the podcast? Now you're having a good, solid conversation, yeah. right? And now I know that you actually care. Like what yeah, is the you care. business, I don't really know right now. I just, it, the whole field, like, obviously you're not interested. I'm like, whatever, dude, you Garbage. whatever. Garbage. Um, so Matt, I can't, we are, we're beyond over time. And I, this has been so valuable. I can't even stand it. I want to keep going, but I think let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's finish with the eight, eight year old story because we can't let that go either. I don't yeah. like open loops. So I've got it right here. Okay, cool. So it's a green I car. Was, yeah. I was playing with this. The year was 1980. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm old. Uh, so am I. <laughs> yeah. So I, my mom worked, um, making $4,000 a year, uh, she was single mom raising my brother and I, yep. That number was right. Four grand a year. I was playing in the mud with this. It was one of my few toys. Cause you didn't have a lot of toys. And I kid you not. It was like the force, Allah, God, whatever you believe in. It was it. I was playing with this in the mud and I heard this. And it was the exact same car, 79 turbo Kelly green. And I being unsupervised as every broke kid was, I chased after it thinking must be a drug dealer or a movie star. It wasn't. Um, I kind of knew where the car would end up. There was an attorney that lived, had some sort of semblance of wealth next to us. His name was John Carroll. Uh, rest your soul, John Carroll. I thought he bought a Porsche. The car was sitting outside of John Carroll's house. It was not John Carroll. A guy came out, long story short, he was wearing a suit because that's what salespeople wore in the eighties. And I said, mister, is this your car? He said, yep. And I said, what do you do? And he said, I'm in sales. I work for a company called Texas Instruments. I sell computers. And I said, wow, that must be the best computer in the world. And here's the moment that changed my life. He swore and he was real with me at eight years old. And pardon my language, but I'm going to say what he said. He goes, no kid, the computer I sell is a real piece of shit. And I was like, 
wow. And I kind of felt bad, like, man, you got to be slimy to make money in sales. And I was kind of disappointed. He could see that in my eyes. He goes, but this computer does one thing real well. He goes, do you know about the guy that lives in this house? I said, yeah, Mr. Carroll. And he goes, do you know about him? And when he moved his head like that, I knew what he was talking about. Everybody in the neighborhood knew what he was talking about. He had Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. He goes, Mr. Carroll's afflicted with a thing called Parkinson's. He's also an attorney and his office is in Westminster, 45 minutes away. So he can have his meetings at 3 p.m. and he needs to take his medication. He can't drive his car legally once he takes his medication. He goes, this computer that we sold him does a little thing called, this is before Microsoft was in a company, uh, yeah. does a little thing called calendar entries, which means he can take his notes that he wrote down from his meetings in his office, and he can put them into a thing on his computer to get to his bookkeeper to bill his clients. That's something he would have normally had to do in the office, which he would either have to pay somebody to drive him home and stay till five, six o'clock at night, or he'd have to cut his meetings off at one. Here's what we're doing today for Mr. John Carroll. He's going to work until three. He's going to drive home. He's going to take his medication. And then he's going to continue to work at home. And he's going to get more done because of this computer. And I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. He goes, I agree. We're making his life better today. And he goes, I just made 350 bucks too. And I was like, that's awesome. I want to be in sales. He's like, you could do it. I'm like, I can't read very good. I had a problem, undiagnosed problem with my eyes at the time. Um, and he's like, don't ever talk bad about yourself. Another great piece of advice. He's like, you just got to learn how to talk to people. You just got to slow down, figure out what's going on in their world, right? Find the best. Nobody has the best computer in the world. Find what your computer does well or whatever it is that you're selling does well, right? And then be able to articulate to that person how you can help their life and don't put pressure on them. He goes, I'm driving around in a Porsche. I sell three of these things a day. And I was like, that's great, but I can't read. And then he opened that. You might know this toy. He opened the front of this because the engine's in the back. And he's like, here you go on the spelling. This will help. And he gave me a speak and spell, which was made by Texas Instruments. I had one like, of those. Right? That was the rich kid toy. Yeah. And I was like, my brother's going to beat me up and take it. And he opened the hood again and he gave me two of them. And they oh, were 79 bucks. Dude, I, that was like, that was a big deal holiday gift for me. Like I- my it was a like, big you deal. cherish that. Yeah, it was a big deal. And uh, he gave me two of them. And at that moment, my life changed forever. Like literally my trajectory, my mom, she's great, but she was from South Boston. She smoked the long cigarettes. She'd be like, Matthew, you're not very bright. You work at the gas station or here, join the Coast Guard. I'm like, mom, we're in Colorado. Yeah. She's like, you'll never make it in the Marine. Right? Like that's how kind of my mom was. Like, I love my mom. She's still around. But that gave me hope. And that's where I got on my bike and then started like seeking out mentors, people like Bill Kitchen. I met Bill Kitchen. I was bagging groceries at King Supers. I'd look for, that's why I like Rolex watches now. I'd look for a Rolex and I'd be like, new policy. I'd be like, hi, um, I have to take your groceries out. And they're like, I've been shopping at King Supers for 20 years. Nobody, oh, it's a new policy. That manager over there, his name's Todd. He's going to fire me. If I, and I'd be like, what do you do? And then I'll be like, I'm a dentist. I'm this, this guy, Bill Kitchen was like, I'm an inventor. I was like, I have a bike. What? Do you ever need weeds pulled or dog poop picked up or Christmas lights hung? He's like, yeah, come by my house. Right. And like, I just started and he had a kid my age too, which was even better. Right. And I just started listening. And here's where my sales coaching, I would listen to Bill Kitchen close deals or Frank Shorter who started the Boulder Boulder. I listened to Frank sell bank a Boulder on a sponsorship. He didn't say when I hear I need to think about it, it typically means one of two things or he was cool. He was calm. He was collected. Right. Hey guys, I totally get it. Bank of Boulder. If you guys don't do the sponsorship, right. It, it's, it's your sponsorship, right. But this, this, this race is going to define Boulder. 
and only one company can be the big sponsor. And listen, full disclosure, I've got calls out to three other companies. One of them sounds a lot like IBM, okay? Might be the IBM race, right? But whatever you guys need to do, what's a good next step on my end? They're like, hold on, call us. Can you hold it till three? I can't, right? Well, hold on. Just let me, just let put me us down, pencil us in. <laughs> yeah, pencil us in for the sponsorship, right? <laughs> and these are the things that like, they didn't teach me when I went through all of the, yeah. and I don't want to name names. There, There's great stuff in all of them. But when I read all those books, they didn't teach me any of that stuff. The yeah. people that are successful in life, whether they're athletes, whether they're inventors, whether they're um, whatever it is that they are, entrepreneurs, all have similar things in common that they take their ego out of the equation. They're less focused about winning and losing for themselves, more focused about learning if they can even add value, right? And when you can do that, when you, and that's where I've codified a sales process around that, your day goes more fun. Yeah. It goes easier. It flows. You can be cool, calm, and collected like Sully Sullenberger. We're going to go ahead and land on the Hudson, yeah. right? Hey, we're never going to buy this because you don't have push reports. What are some of your thoughts? Yeah. Right? Like just stay cool, calm. And cool. You should never have to elevate your voice in sales. And you should never have to talk fast or get panicky, right? Because worst case scenario, you put them in what I call a sustainable pipeline. That's something new that they're all going to steal from me. I don't do buy or die. I do a sustainable pipeline, meaning if you're a fit, but it's not right now, I'm going to circle back with you in six months, nine months. Right. When it is another event. insight. And eventually you're going to do business with me, right? I don't, I don't push anybody. And then I know that, that I'm going to set a next step and then I go and prospect. And that's how my day works. I don't sit there and pet and coddle the three deals that I think are going to close till their head pops off. I'm cool, calm, and collected. And while everybody else is working those three, I'm working 85 different deals. Because um, crystal clear, does it make sense? No. What's a good next step? I don't know. What's a good next step for me, right? How about I call you Wednesday at 4.30? And then I don't have to send you an email in the middle of the night going, this is the last time I'm going to email you. I can use my two favorite words, as promised. Yeah. As promised, Tamara, it's 4.30 on Friday. Calling to see if it makes sense to schedule that live event. It right? Cool, calm, collected. But that's my eight-year-old story. I love it. I love it. And you know, what a gift to have those moments with mentors like that, that really open your eyes to new possibilities. But I want to loop it back to end it with what you said in the beginning, you gave that really funny example of like, it's like you walked into a nightclub and you were like, yo, I'm Matt, I wear a Rolex and I've got a Bentley yeah. to go. Not only does nobody want to hear that, and no one's going to pay attention, but the ones you do attract are not going to be the right ones. And I think we get so desperate that I'm like, yo, somebody buy. And it's been my experience that when I do that, those are the biggest pain in the ass clients ever because the fit and is then they still it's leave. not their fault. It's mine because I signed them up. Yeah. And then you get a charge back too, or whatever it is. It's in your bad. Business. It's bad all the way around. Yeah. Nobody wants to go out with somebody because they were forced into going out with somebody. Nobody wants to buy from somebody because they were forced into it. We want to do things because of our reasons. Yeah. Our job as sales professionals and entrepreneurs is to help people make a decision based on their reasons. Because of the fact that you said blank, I'd like to recommend blank. Does it make sense to blank, right? If you can't have a discussion like that, you missed something, right? Yeah. And you just started with, we're great. You should buy from us. Do you want to buy from us? That doesn't work. Can I ask you one more personal sales question before we close? Sure. Yeah, time? absolutely. Um, one of the things that I have seen people struggle with, and I have maybe struggled a little bit with in the past, if I'm being 
like totally transparent, I think I definitely have struggled with in the past, um, is hitting a comfort zone mm. and then staying in that comfort zone. And, and I don't know that I want to define it as like hunger because I don't mean it to be so aggressive, but I think yeah. sometimes in sales in particular, or just in making goals, so call it mat, like numbers, you know, dollars, you, you hit, you hit your quota mm. and then you're like, I'm good. And then there's some people who just, it's never enough. And I don't mean that in a bad way, actually. I mean that in a good way. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's a trainable skill to get people to kind of constantly continue forward? Or do you think that's either in you or not in you? Both. Um, it's easier for some people than others. Let me see if I have mine in front of me for today. I do. Um, like one of the skills that we teach is that's embarrassing. I won't get into it, but like I write down my goals every morning and all my activities I need to do. So I, I'm very self-driven, but I still every day organize it. And it's funny that you asked this question because coming up here in 35 minutes, our live today at eastinuniversity.com is about just this life, the universe. And I'm not going to get too guru or yeah. cross into the realm of religion with our members, but that that's what I'm going to talk about with them today. The universe is constantly expanding, right? Yeah. Even if you want to give the money away to a charity, that's great. Whatever you want to do, you're the way you're going to have the most fulfilling life is if you're constantly trying to get more skillful, expand in this. And I see this time and time again, where I will coach somebody or somebody will learn on their own and pick a number, whatever it is. They make 150,000. They're 104% of plan. And it's really weird. It just stops. Yeah. Right? And you're playing against yourself, right? It doesn't, you're, you're a winner. And that's what I'm going to tell my people on this, on this call. The fact that they're on that live tells me that they're a winner, that they're a champion. And I don't mean that by quota. I don't mean by that by commissions. What I mean is they're actively trying to improve themselves. They're actively trying to get better. They're having a growth mindset to where even if they're maxed out and they can't make any more commissions. Now they're going to learn something to be able to help somebody else. Just like the guy in the Porsche helped me, right? Like there's so much to your good stuff from you being better at life and you being a better communicator. I, that's where I help people. Yeah. How do you communicate more skillfully? How can you get more done? You can use this to make the world a better place, right? They don't take hugs at Whole Foods, but if you have a lot of resources and somebody's struggling this year, you can go and buy them a cart full of groceries and it doesn't hurt, right? Like that's what we need to work on. And it's really hard for some people because they winning begets more winning, but so many people could accomplish so much more in their life. And they're just like, well, I did good enough. I'm going to stop there. And that really breaks my heart because there's greatness in all of us. Yeah. And we just, we just need to remind ourselves that we're capable of more. And that's the whole fun. The fun is in pushing yourself to do bigger and better things, right? That's why so many professional athletes, when they retire, they struggle with depression. The cool thing about the people listening to this podcast, we can do this with bad knees. We can do this at 50 years old. We can still help people right and we can mentor people and we can add value right this is a really difficult thing if you're one of the benefits for us is our window is endless and i would like everybody listening on this podcast to think not necessarily and i don't mean i have a lot of financial advisors i'm not trying to cost them business but stop thinking so much about retirement in the end game and start thinking about you know how can i make the world better right and how can i get myself into position where I'm so skillful, I can live life on my terms, right? And I can sell the way I want to sell. Maybe I start my own company. 
Maybe I become CEO of this company, but I would encourage everybody on this to push yourself because you're capable of so much more. If I, a dyslexic eight-year-old kid with a mom that made four grand, could somehow keep myself out of prison, off drugs, and lead a very comfortable, wealthy lifestyle with zero help, like everybody can do anything. It's not that hard, right? These big yachts, they're not built for people with four arms, right? These are normal people just like you. It's just, they believe that they can do it. So sorry, not to preach, but that's what we're going to talk about in here a little bit. We're all capable of so much more. And that's where the fun is. I don't care if you lose. I just want you to try. All right, Matt, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you. I mean, I you were just so giving in the value and the and the real examples and the real advice. Um, I will again say to everybody, and we'll put a link in the show notes, go check out his university and then go join Thank it. You. I think the cost that you that it is for the monthly subscription is way, way is a lot less than what you're gonna get out of it. Yeah, like, there's no wow. contracts, there's no so, commitments, there's no inner circle when you sign up. Nobody's gonna ask you for 20 grand. It is what it is. Um, we're here I, to just help you get better. I just, I mean, I think it's worth the money is what I'm trying to say, not so articulate at the end, but all right. Thank a you. Pleasure. Thank you.